0: Love Talk Radio. And, and uh, taking a look at what's going on in the world, um, it, it's becoming a joke, really. Uh, it's, it, you know, Christianity is under such attack socially that I just, I just kind of find it. I, I just can't comprehend it. You know, in my 60, soon to be 67 years of life on this planet. Uh, I've never heard Christianity mocked like it is today. Um, I don't watch... Uh, I'm getting messages here all over uh, my computer. I don't know why it's popping up. I don't watch a lot of TV. I never watch late-night show. Um oh, and I was a kid a couple times with Tony Carson. and That's about it. But anyway... Um, Headline came up, I guess yesterday or a day before. Uh, the The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Colbert or Colbert, I don't know how you pronounce his name. Uh, the article was titled This New Age Oprah mocks God and Jesus on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Or Colbert, I don't know if he's French or not, but whatever. And uh, you know, I was reading these articles, and, and I just find it offensive. I hope that Oprah, who claims that she talks with God, um, really hears his voice. I'd like to know what what he's going to say to her. I know what I would tell her. Repent. Now, the Late Show here, you know, with this guy, Stephen Colbert, I believe, hosted, a, uh, as the articles say, a blasphemous segment with New Age Oprah that they call Oprah Winfrey gets some career advice from a slightly less famous figure. The Lord, all right? During the show, they both openly mocked God and Jesus. Um, be careful. Huh. As the show opens, I'm reading here a little bit, uh, Colbert begins to introduce Oprah, but she, interp- she interrupts before he can say her name. We are here with, then Oprah blurts out, God. Uh, Colbert continues, Miss Oprah Winfrey, being that she, being that there was a skit, apparently, playing with a character, God, later in the segment, many would wipe this off, but with all the hype around Oprah and the proof that she has denied Jesus, and is aligning with New Age Guru, I have not researched this guy out, Eckhart Tolle, or Toll, we have to wonder if she's really joking or not. Anyway, um... This guy Colbert asks her questions about if she's running for president or not. Well, I tell you that would be a, a joke and a half. Uh, seriously, if you stop and think about it, you know I, I would vote for my dog Chip as over president over Oprah Winfrey. Uh, it goes on to say here when Democrats, Democrats, be Democrats is what you know I heard it said the other day. Uh, began to see her as their potential candidate Oprah told us magazine that she went into prayer really saying God if you think I'm supposed to run you got to tell me and it's been so clear that not even it has to be so clear that not even that not even I can miss it (coughs) and then she goes on to say and I haven't got that yet well Oprah I don't think God is going to tell you to run because you're one not qualified Now, she confirmed that she has still yet to receive the sign she had prayed for. Well, I should mail her a letter that says no. (laughs) And then the cameras go to the ceiling where a projection of what Colbert's idea of God must be. The projection shows a tired-looking old man who says in a Barney-sounding voice that he's a huge fan. Wow, Oprah knows who I am, and I can't wait to tell Jesus. Now, the audience erupts with laughter. Now, we know that sometimes this is uh, canned laughter. Uh, Sometimes it could be real because I've heard many times that these audiences are screened beforehand. Blatantly mocking the old English language of the King James Bible, Colbert's, Colbert's God says, I hear thou seekest a sign. Well, is this clear enough? and he holds up a sign that says Run, showing his support for the Oprah 2020 campaign. Choking on the supposed hilarity of the situation, Oprah says, all I can say, God, is that that Run is now part of my exercise routine. I can tell you that. Um, In um, just reading some more of this article, in her talk show again. Apparently, she does this quite frequently. You know, she speaks of her New Age beliefs. One of her audience members was passed the mic to express her biblical belief that there are two forces: our God that we can depend on, and the power of darkness. She explains to Oprah that we are either on one or the path or the other. Oprah somewhat angrily responds and and says, "There is this wonderful book by Daniel Quinn." It talks about one of the mistakes that humans make is believing that there's only one way to live and that we don't accept that there are diverse ways of being in the world. Now, wait a minute, Daniel Quinn. Who, who died and put you in charge? Who made you the all-sufficient uh, authority that you know something that the rest of the world doesn't know? Okay? You don't know anything, Daniel Quinn. Nothing. And if you believe that there's more than one path, are you really w- willing to bet your eternal future on that? Well, I don't like Jesus' way, so I'm going to go become a Muslim or become a Buddhist or a Shinto or, or a who knows what. It um, <laughs> goes on to, and uh, that there are diverse ways of being in the world and many paths. To what you call God And her path might be something else And when she gets there she might call it the light Now this was spoken, it says here By by Oprah a couple years ago But just this month the movie A Wrinkle in Time Was released in which a talk show Host played a goddess guiding a girl To the light Light is a term that can easily Be misrepresented Jesus claimed that he was the true light of the world But beware Scripture tells us that Satan can Transform himself into the angel of light now, new age doctrine as i understand it it can be traced openly and very easily uh back to openly professing uh, luciferians such as helena uh blavatsky uh and alice bailey who worshiped the light of lucifer and called themselves light bearers um anyway oprah then debates another audience member who says there's only one way and that is through jesus if you don't believe that you're all buying into the lie jesus cannot come back until the gospel is preached to the four corners of the earth well um... they've already been preached to the four corners of the earth all right Uh, oprah winfrey is 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 just one of many and and i since i watch a very little television because i'm not going to insult my intelligence she sets the stage not only for herself to be seen as a goddess, but for the other person to believe themselves to be a god or goddess. Hmm. Somewhere in that is uh, tied to the Mormons, I think. There are going to be 144,000 of them to become gods. I don't want to be a god. I want to worship the one true god. This is the ultimate lie, if you think about it, uh, about the New Age movement. It's the original lie Satan told Adam and Eve, Genesis 3 5. You shall be as gods. Well, I'm a child of the living God, but I'm not going to be God. I don't want to be God. I just want to worship him and serve him and live with him. Now, this belief I, I believe that to be as gods draws many away from the Father as they begin to practice and believe in their own divinity. Well, if you think you're God, raise somebody from the dead or go walk on water. If you can't raise someone from the dead or you cannot walk on water, you are not a God. End of discussion, non-negotiable. Um anyway, let's see here. There's some there's some pretty decent books out. Um and there's a new D V out. I have not seen this, but the reviews sound intriguing to me. Um and it's called uh, Noah and the Last Days. And um I think, yeah, Ken Ham does this, or at least he talks about it um and i always liked Ken Ham i believe that he had uh ha- has a lot on the ball and so i'm interested and in, i think it's not i think it's a dvd they're selling for about 5 bucks a dvd and i suggest that uh, you know if you can find this call, go to answers and genesis website and uh, you'll see it and uh, i'm i'm really interested in uh in looking at that one there uh news news again nothing is good i you know um you know the i believe the writers of of the the book of revelation are alive and well they're out there doing things we know that south america is is almost venezuela is almost uh well there's no money there's no nothing. Uh, hyperinflation, scarcity of uh, uh, money, uh, running out of food, they don't have money to buy food. Um, um, I'm just looking here, just, uh, earthquakes, hurricanes, cyclones, um, these are nor'easters, Now I live here in Pennsylvania, in south central Pennsylvania, and basically in the first four that went through, we got a minimal amount of snow, maybe an inch total, but the wind was was raging, uh, it's been cold, and now we're supposed to get a little snow tonight or tomorrow, the first day of spring, a couple days this week. Um, but it says it could be another Nor'easter uh, coming up, you know, slamming New Jersey, Long Island, New York City, you know, perhaps late this week. I wonder what God's trying to tell us, you know. And uh, now this one here has it got my attention here the other day. I actually, I just picked it up yesterday. Uh, uh, Turkey, okay, who I believe is, is the... Um, is a candidate for the uh, country that from which the Antichrist come from. Um, Erdogan uh, he's calling f- to build an army of Islam and is claiming he wants to, that every Islamic country to unite in one military. Right, And uh, i gonna just share a couple thoughts with you out of the uh, out of the article here says, when Turkey's semi-official newspaper, Yeni Safak, called for urgent action in forming a 57-nation army of Islam to besiege and attack Israel. A suggestion undoubtedly proved, uh, with at least in qu- quotes here, a wink and a nod by President Erdogan, it would single, s- signal the possible intent to create the largest military force on the planet, one nearly as large as the total population of the Jewish state. All right. Now we're looking here, you know, somewhere around 12 million. All right. Now, if you look at a map, Israel's tiny. It's about the size of New Jersey, and really, it's not in the middle, but it's close. Uh, north, central, or upper central. It's surrounded by all these Islamic countries that have militaries, and now Erdogan is promoting a, a, a cause that all the uh, Islamic forces unite into one military, I'm assuming he is going to be in control of it, and to attack Israel and destroy Israel and return it to the Palestinians. Uh, so here it is. So the report came just ahead of the summit of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation and was published under the headline "What if an Army of Islam was formed against Israel?" It was translated by the Middle East Media Research Institute. But it wasn't a rhetorical question. It was actually a suggestion to combine the military forces of all Islamic countries to overwhelm Israel army in manpower, budget, and equipment, even boasting with statistics. Now, sounds like Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine forming here. And we know that's God's war and anybody that attacks Israel is going to be totally destroyed by the power of God. Um This goes goes back a few months, uh, December 12, 2017, just ahead of the summit of the Organization of Islamic Cooperation in Istanbul, um, the Turkish Daily major newspaper, which is pretty much Erdogan's voice box, published an article titled A Call for Urgent Action. Um, Now this article called on 57 member states of the uh, oic that would be the organization of islamic cooperation to form a joint army army of islam to besiege and attack the state of israel it notes that such a joint army will greatly exceed the israeli army in manpower equipment and budget and presents statistics to prove this it also advocates establishing joint bases for the army's ground naval and air forces that will arrive from all over the muslim world to besiege israel while noting that pakistan as the only nuclear country has special status amongst the OIC countries. Now, an interactive map provides information on the military forces stationed in various locations and the role they can play in a potential joint Muslim attack on Israel. Hmm. Much of the information in this article was provided by Turkey's uh, International Defense and Consulting Company. All right. Uh, now, are they planning to do this? I believe they are. I truly do. And I think that uh, uh, the Russia is also going to be very much interested in it, And as, as backing them with, let's say, nuclear power, you know, Russia is, is, will want a big chunk of the, the uh, economic resources found in Israel. Uh, in the report, Israel is described as the outpost of the new crusade and a dagger in the heart of Islam, and the eyes and ears and fist of the Christian world. Um, if the OIC member states unite and form, form a joint military force, it will be the largest army in the world. Uh, these countries' total population is about 1.5 billion people. Uh, the number of, of soldiers in active service would be at least 5 million. And they would have a military defense budget of of about $175 billion. Now, as for Israel, um this report says it's significantly inferior the population of this country which attempted to occupy Jerusalem while surrounded by muslim states is only 8 million all right note that the population of istanbul alone exceeds 14 million so the number of soldiers in active service in, in uh, the israeli occupation forces is only about 160,000 the idf and its budget is about 15.6 billion now now, this report goes on to suggest that the formation of a Jerusalem task force to take steps to form an Islamic army that would besiege Israel. I say, go ahead, bring it on. You're going to see the God of the, the God of ages, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is going to protect the apple of his eye. You could come against them with, you know, what was that number? Uh... Five million, so 206,100 soldiers, and they'd all be dead. They're just going to get killed. God's spirit will wipe them out. Uh, in a possible military operation, the first step is expected to involve 250,000 soldiers and the establishment of joint land and air naval bases for short term, explained the report. It would include the mobilization of 500 tanks and armored vehicles, 100 warplanes, 500 attack helicopters, 50 warships, and submarines. Okay? Turkey will serve as an important headquarters during the operation due to its land, air, and naval infrastructures. The Turkish Army, that carried out Operation Euphrates Shield in Syria 2017 with great success is now ranked as the world's seventh-strongest army and second-largest army among the NATO powers. Turkey has approximately 4,000 tanks, 1,000 planes, and other aircraft. And its navy has made significant progress during the last years with now having a fleet of at least 194 vessels. All right, um, here it is. The days of Noah, okay, would have to include, you know, Ezekiel, the, you know, the War of Gog and Magog. It has to. There's there's no there's there's no other way around that. And I personally hope and pray that this this thing breaks out right at the beginning of the tribulation period. Um, and uh, but it could be before. That's why we Christians have to be ready at all times to meet Jesus Christ. Um. Then, then there's this other article here it was, it's, it's hard for me to even read this um, I'm looking at a picture of a young woman who is a devout abortionist who said she cuts unborn babies cords, vocal cords so they can't scream deletes her post abortionist Leah Torres deleted her brutally honest tweet about killing unborn babies this week after resulting in a lot of bad publicity for the abortion industry Tories, a Utah abortionist, who's active on Twitter, posted the original tweet uh, Sunday in response to someone criticizing her work. When the person asked if Tories hears the screams of the baby who's, who she aborts, she replied, you know fetuses can't scream, right? I tra- transect the cord first so there's really no opportunity. If they're even far enough along to have a larynx, I won't apologize for performing medicine. I'm also a uterus ripper outer. And if that's how you like to describe a hysterectomy. The sickening reality of abortion that Taurus callously exposed garnered a lot of attention from Life News and other conservative media outlets and figures. On Thursday, just a few days ago, Taurus deleted the original post. as a lot of backlash. Um, I wonder if <laughs> – I wonder what she's going to say to God. God, they, they were not human beings. They didn't have a spirit or soul. It was just a fetus, just tissue. It was not alive yet. God have mercy on her. Uh, Continuing on here, again, days of Noah. When you read about the days of Noah, people's minds were continually on evil. And I I believe this would have included, you know, abortion and child sacrifice and rape and sodomy, uh, the, the whole nine yards. And it's starting is, as soon as, as somebody was rationally old, uh, old enough to, to rationally understand what they were doing, it would, they would do it. Now fortunately, so far, Alabama, Arkansas, Kansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Texas, and West Virginia have passed laws prohibiting abortionists from dismembering living unborn babies. Now at least it's a start. Okay. Uh, one of the many abortion methods, dismemberment, involve knowingly dismembering a living unborn child and extracting such unborn child one piece at a time from the uterus through the use of clamps, grasping forceps, tongs, scissors, or similar instruments that through the convergence of two rigid levers, slice, crush, or grasp a portion of the unborn child's body in order to cut it or rip it off. And they are common in the second trimester. This woman, a picture of her. She look, you know. I, God forg- forgive me for saying this, but she lo- she has demonic eyes. I'm looking on this website called LifeNews.com. Now, um, uh, President Trump said, said did something the other day, and it was kind of uh, interesting. It says here that Trump asked the Saudi Arabia King for four billion dollars yeah all right and uh here's here here here's why he's asking for four billion dollars now here's a picture uh, it says this this is from the Washington post uh this is dated March eighteenth two thousand eighteen. 2018. The Washington Post has revealed that President Trump attempted to extricate u s troops from Syria by asking ally Saudi Arabia to foot the bill for postwar reconstruction. And stabilization projects in the area of Northeast Syria currently occupied by US coalition forces to the tune of 4 billion the deal would involve US allies like Saudi Arabia moving into the lead position regarding coalition policy in Syria while hastening a US exit all right that sounds good to me all right um, get our guys out of there because the power of God Falls is going to take everybody and I hope not. But but anyway, it's 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 there. Um, Israeli uh forces struck uh Gaza Strip. And um anyway, my gosh, it's 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 sad, it's scary. Close to the end that's all I can say. Let me look check here one more thing before I, I get over here. Whoop. Ah. Oh. I've clicked something off. I had to turn it back on terrorist these terrorist explosions in down in Austin, Texas are awful and I hope that the perpetrator gets caught right away. Um, church in New Zealand forced to remove the word Jesus from Easter signs at shopping center. Um, a- atheist activist group demands pastor and lunchtime Bible study at school immediately. All right. All um, right. Police arrest 11 in San Antonio, Texas found partaking in gross, grotesque, satanic ritual. Um, California was hit by 20-some, 2 to 2.5 earthquakes in the last 48 hours, all uh, around that Los Angeles area. Anyway, well wow. did it again. Shut it off. Turn it back on. Last week I didn't have a show, uh today being the the nineteenth of uh of March I couldn't get Esop or HeSop, yeah. I couldn't get uh Blog Talk Radio to work. And uh just 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 couldn't couldn't get it there. And um uh, was Two weeks ago I, I just simply took a took a night off I was uh, we had been pretty pretty busy pretty uh, tied up with activity all day long and uh, the last time uh, um, the last time I was uh, on the show which had been I guess I hadn't done it for two weeks three weeks ago I was talking to you guys about the days of noah. And uh, I was trying to find what I did with my notes because I had a had a few a few things to do. Um, I wanted to say I don't remember how far I got. That's kind of weird, huh? Well, not really. If you know me, I can forget things pretty easily anymore. Oh, I know what I did. I turned him upside down. Yeah. Are we in the days of Noah? That is that is a very good question. And it 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 sure seems that way. Luke seventeen talks about Jesus saying, Just as it was in a day of Noah, so it will be uh in the days of the Son of Man. Um Matthew 24:37, but as the days of Noah's were, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. You know, when Jesus was asked about how it would be in the last days, he told us that the last days would be as the days of Noah. Basically, people going about their everyday lives having no idea what lies ahead. Shopping, working, marrying, divorcing, celebrating new births, living in sin. Now, that last evident part there is critical. Because sin is abounding, and Scripture says it's only going to get worse as time goes by. Now, the reason people didn't see the times of the signs then and now is because they don't see or know that. They just simply don't know the signs of Jesus' return. They're living blindly. We're very content. We focus in on our daily lives, and few ever give thought to the physical return of Jesus Christ, first in the clouds, to receive his his bride without spot or blemish, that's the rapture. And then when he comes, you know, at the end of the tribulation period to set up his kingdom, he will come to judge the nations. Second Timothy uh, chapter 3, verses 1 to 7 is a powerful because it, it, it describes exactly, you know, what we're seeing today. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's selfishness. You know, I, I'm guilty of being selfish. We all are, but it's getting worse and worse and worse covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, okay, disobedient to parents. You know, I, I've been working with uh, basically boys ministry since you know, the summer of 1975 and it's worse and worse and worse and worse. I have kids now that I'm currently work with that openly, defiantly you know, uh, speak harshly against other adults and uh, parents saying, well, get used to it, John, because that's how kids are today. No, that's a sign that you have failed as a parent. Think about that one. Uh, Without natural affection, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good get on websites such as Rapture Ready or End Times Headlines and almost half the articles there deal with um, Christian values being mocked, condemned, taken away Uh, traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God the drug epidemic in this, around the world, but particularly in the United States, the opioid addiction. You know, in my little country newspaper, again, just a few days ago, there was two opioid. You, it doesn't say that, but you, you know, when, when somebody pretty young dies, and there's no mention of you know, the cause of death or a car accident, you have to assume anymore. Uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's, it's rampant. They would rather get high on these drugs then get high in the love of Jesus Christ having a form of godliness how many people say yeah I go to church I know God I know the big man upstairs he knows me no you don't one you'd never call him the big man upstairs and going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger it's a relationship having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such you know Paul tells Timothy turn away. And this is tough. I'm telling you right now, sometimes you have to leave behind critics of Christianity that are your good friends. I'm not saying you don't you know, can't work with them, but don't associate, you know. I know a lot of Christians go out, you know, for get a get a beer every now and then and with their buddies and talk about the ball game stuff like that. I don't condone drinking. I I gave it up a long time ago. I choose not to. Uh, but yet I have a good friend of mine who I believe loves Jesus with his whole heart, mind, body, and soul. But you know, once a week, you know, on after work on Fridays, you know he he stops at a at a restaurant, local restaurant that I know of, and uh, with a couple of his coworkers, and and they'll get some chicken wings and and drink a beer or two. Is he going to go to hell for that? I hope not. I don't think he would. But Paul also tells us in Thessalonians to avoid all appearance of evil, and Scripture tells us don't be drunkards. Something to think about. For this, for of this sort are they which creep into houses, and leave captive silly women laden with sins. Now, you got to understand what Paul writes there about, to Timothy, about silly women. It's a little bit cultural, but it's still, there's a little bit of truth to this. Um, Don't argue with me, argue with God. God says that they are the weaker vessel, okay, the weaker sex. Now, it's not talking always about physically being weaker, but it's also talking about the fact that they can be emotionally weaker, all right. And if you're emotionally weaker, you're unhappy, you're dissatisfied with something, and an agent of Satan picks up on that and he begins to whisper thoughts in your mind, your ears, whatever. Um guess what? It could lead you away. Because you're you're looking for an honest relationship and, you know, you know, maybe that's what he was doing. I don't know. But she bought a lie. Uh and and Satan is is, is leading these, in quotes, silly women away. Led away with diver's lust. You know, oh, he's a better man, whatever. Ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of truth. You know, people all over the world uh, panic when they misplace their cell phones. People are absolutely addicted to their cell phone. Now, I jokingly say that for years, and this is true, I, I never had one except for a track phone. I kind of miss it, really. But I I, I had a chance here. My son and his wife, um, and my wife, uh, well, they had cell phones, but they were going to get mom, my 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 wife one. And so we went to the store, took them there, and they they were shopping and upgrading their phones, blah 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 blah. blah. And all of a sudden, um, you know, the sales lady asked me what, and I said, I'm not interested in one of these things, really not. And um, well, she said, if you know, because you have bought three, you can get one free. It's $10 a month service agreement. And I said, well, for $10 a month, I'll give it a try. And they have been convenient. I'm not saying that they, they, they are not. But how many um, people are so dependent upon their cell phones? All right? Uh, you know, there's stories, you know, like there's, they abound all over the Internet, if you take the time to find them, of uh, people who were more in tune with their cell phone and forgot to pay attention to young children, young children die. Drown, get hit by a car, okay? And reality t- TV. Oh man, that's, a, that's a, the only reality TV show I like, and they haven't run a new one yet. This this year's alone. These guys that go out and they're left alone and see who can survive off the wilderness. You know, for the longest. I kind of like that one. I have to admit that. But anyway. Uh, I see these headlines when I'm channel surfing, you know, this show, that show and they always, you know, have a little sexual uh, innuendo tease there and and uh you know, they people behave in outrageous ways to get our attention and it seems like the more outrageous it is, the more we love it. And now we got, you know, you know, the young girls, I remember when I was teaching, you know, middle school, we're talking to eighth grade girls here. They were more in tune with how they could improve their looks and how could they improve their mental state of, of mind. Um, I don't believe that, you know, I haven't lived long enough to know this, but it seems to me that there's been no other time in, in history where people have been more lovers of themselves than now. You know, Facebook, I have a Facebook page. I don't put much on it every now and then. I get on there. Um, usually I, I kind of put pictures of uh, my wife and I's last uh, hike or walk or you know ride on our horses or something like that, some pictures, or maybe something funny my grandson has done. But it has this good side, but you can keep up with old friends, meet new friends, share family photos, blah, 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 blah. But then there are gazillions, if you want to say that, of people that have uh, the need to show what they ate for breakfast and when they fight with their spouse. and and share what they wear or how they put on their clothes and what clothes and even when they're going to the bathroom. That's stupid. That's silly. And yet cell phones um you know like I said also are in the cameras are so neat, incredible. But look what it's become. People taking, you know, uh sexually explicit pictures of themselves and sending it all over the uh uh to all their friends, you know. I guess you put it out there for all people to see. Well, you know, if you put it if you're putting it out there, and you get yourself, you know, raped or, or beat up or um, you hate. I'll say it like it is. You've been asking for it. You know, um, this term "selfie." And I, I and I, I've, I don't know if I've ever taken a selfie or not. I think I did once with my wife and once with my dog. Um, it really, it, if you think about it, it's selfishness. You know, look at me, look at me, look at me. Doesn't matter who gets hurt. Um, you know, not too long ago, my wife and I, we don't go out to, to, to fancy sit-down dinners very often, but not long ago we were in a, in a restaurant locally here in late afternoon, really, before the evening rush. And about, oh, three or four tables away there was a man and woman. I'm assuming they were married. And they got their meal, and they exchanged a few pleasantries, and then they began looking at their cell phones. And I, I kind of was watching. I never saw them once talk with each other, but they, every time I glanced over, they were looking at their cell phones. Um, who's more important? If one is so self-involved and unaware of the world around them, will they even recognize that they are living in the days of Noah that Jesus described? I, I declare that they they don't. Or they're just simply going to f- f- fulfill scripture. You know, they'll be lovers of themselves and ignore the signs that Jesus gave them. And men and women of the last days are so covetous, all right? Um, you know, everybody, you know, you know, always, you know, look what my kid did and look at what kind of grades he got. Or look at this, you know, uh, fancy car I got. And it just makes people jealous. And when people have boasted more about themselves now than ever, why don't we boast about the glory of God? Um, I've read it, I don't even know where it is right now. It's a a neat little book. I I really like it. Uh, Very easy to read. And uh, it's written by a guy by the name of Ed Strauss. And it's called An Illustrated Reference on Heaven, Paradise, and the Afterlife Heaven, the Inside Story from the Bible and um, uh, you know he he has some speculation in here uh, but yet here's what I mean Um, when describing the heavenly city John writes the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light and the kings of the earth bring their glory and honor into it its gates shall not be shut at all by day there shall be no night there and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it all right, now, however, if, if the saved lived inside the heavenly city, then who are, are these people living on the outside? Now, I, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, they bring the best of their produce and goods into the city. Now, these could also be redeemed believers, too, because, they're, you know, be, because uh, those whose names were found in the book of life went to hell at the end of millennium. So what are the saved doing outside the city? Now, I don't know. Uh, I have used this scripture um to argue uh and its just thought provoking really, is there a difference between being saved and being born again? I have a tendency to believe that there are you know you know you can be saved, great, I'm glad you are, but Paul talks about a higher calling, going beyond well the basics is getting saved being but but Jesus said, unless a man be born again, he will not see the kingdom of God. Um being born again is 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 a is a <laughs> is a real commitment um now many people when i 'm reading here when they think of heaven are enthralled by the descriptions of a shiny city of transparent gold they nevertheless long to be surrounded by the beauty of nature. that would be kind of me i 'm not a city guy they 'll be immensely thankful for a mansion inside the, the New Jerusalem and I hope I have one and enjoy the fellowship with saints of all ages but at times they will also long for a country house, to be surrounded by peaceful nature, lakes, meadows, woodland glades with deer, birds, and other peaceful creatures. The dream of a bit of acreage with a cottage where they can putter in a garden, walk their dog, and chat leisurely with, uh, too many pages, Uh, and chat leisurely with, with, with friends and relatives. Now is this too much to ask for? Is it out of the question? Such people are definitely going to get their wish. I believe that. They'll enjoy the best of both worlds. Life in a transcendentally beautiful city of God and life in the Eden-like tranquil countryside outside of the city. And apparently they'll be growing fruit and food which they'll then bring into the city. Even though we'll be immortal, we'll still eat fruit. Well, I hope so. I don't know if we get to eat steak though. So someone will need to grow the food. I do like apples, and peaches and pears, cherries. Kind of stuff like that. mandarin oranges, regular oranges. I like bananas, too. <laughs> anyway, Scripture seems to indicate that this is going to be the case. It's unlikely that there will be sprawling cities on the new earth. We'll have the ultra-modern convenience of city life we need in the new Jerusalem. Instead, the, the surface of the earth will be likely dotted with cottages and cozy villages, occasional hamlets or small towns not to mention luxurious lodges and resorts on all the millions of lakes. Um, If you think about this and the fact that there will be still kings ruling over the nations of the world shows that we'll still be rule and reign with Christ after the millennium. The Bible tells us that we'll serve God, and I hope so, for eternity. And serving means doing something, all right? Next logical question is, what are you doing for for God right now? Do something, anything, a little bit. You know, um, I don't boast in what I have done for the Lord. I keep much of what I've done for the Lord to myself. Uh, he keeps a record. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But, but I, as I'm getting older. I'm slowing down a little bit. I, I, I I you know, it's kind of hard for me sometimes to... to uh, in essence, the, do my job, but I, I still will try. I, you know, I don't want to be um, caught up in pride, either. And you know, Scripture tells us that you know that this sin of pride is 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 going to uh, increase. I don't know if you heard that. I just had a sneeze. Probably another one coming a little bit because almost always sneeze twice. Um, pride has caused family and friends to stop speaking. There, there's a local family in my area that I, you know, I never knew this until about a month ago, but they have tremendous internal differences over pride. You know, There's a difference between having pride in your work or, or pride in, in, in your child for something he's doing, yet it's another to let pride dictate your thoughts and actions. Now this is the kind of pride that Jesus warned of. This is worldly pride. This is soulish pride. And as a Christian, Jesus took you from the world and set you apart. Doesn't want you to be this that way. Um, days of Noah, disobedience to parents is another sign. Scripture says that in the days of Noah, the, the thoughts and, and, and intentions of people were continuously on evil. So when does that start? I believe it starts fairly early. You know, I hate to say this, but, you know, even, you know, eight, seven, eight, nine-year-old boys that, you know, that I'm working with right now, I see some evilness in some of these kids. And I pray for them. I pray that, that they would, you know, recognize where it's coming from. But unfortunately, in this day and age, so many men have never learned to be a father. They never learned to be a dad. Well, it's easy to be a father. You know how to do that. But can you be a dad? There is a difference If you don't show your child an affection or discipline or some type of structure in their life, don't expect a loving child or a child that listens or respects others. We have an entire generation, perhaps almost two entire generations, that are the kids are selfish, they are self-absorbed, they're not really interested in being disciplined by adults, whether in their immediate family or elderly adults. And they'll throw temper tantrums when they don't get their way. Because when they, they were little, they threw temper tantrums, and, and it was tolerated or just simply ignored. Now, Satan doesn't want your children to be obedient to you. I'm telling you right now, my friend, if you have a child that's not obedient to you, he's being, he or she is being influenced by Satan. Be careful. There's a powerful book out there written by uh, Iris Delgado, a powerful woman of God. And, you know, my wife and I, we decided to buy a, a fair number of copies of this book to, simply to give away to uh, to people in our church. And it, it's simply called Satan, You Can't Have My Children. But that means you, you, the parent, have to stand up and do something. You have to know the Word of God, and you know have to know how to use it. Okay? And, um, but, uh, you know, I, every now and then, you know, uh, someone will come up and say, thanks, John, for, for doing this or doing that. Most of the time, I don't get a simple thanks for, for doing anything. Not that I'm looking for the thanks, but every now and then, it, it's, it's appreciable. But I'm very thankful that I have a Lord and Savior in Jesus Christ, that he forgives me. He's accepted me just the way that I am, and by his grace and power of the Holy Spirit, he showed me how I must change and grow into the man that he expects me to be grace is is not something to be uh put little value in grace and mercy is, is one of the most powerful gifts of god but god has limits and and when someone becomes uh relishes in this and unholiness and that's the conditions of the days of noah they weren't they they, they weren't holy they were far from holy um you know I, I i pick on the catholic church quite a bit on this show and the reason is because as i read what the pope's doing as i i used to get on this catholic uh, news site you know and, and and i hate to say it you would hear all these stories about you know uh, priests and nuns molesting children you know when i was uh, i went to catholic school and you know hey i got my hand smacked got the top of my not the top of the backside of my head smacked with a ruler probably I'm not joking when I say this. Probably somewhere, but well over a hundred times, maybe two hundred times, because I, I you know, I, I didn't sit up perfectly straight. You know, or I, I bent over, and this sounds—I'm not going to get into the story. I bent over to get something, and and the, the piece of cardboard that I was told I had to keep on my head fell off. You know, that was a whack on the knuckles or a whack on the back of your head. Taught me a lot about being angry and hateful. Accusing other people falsely, Uh, it's a sign of the days of Noah. You know, uh, God hates liars, and and when you accuse a Christian falsely in certain parts of the world, it would mean death for that Christian, whether they're guilty or not. Now, they are despisers of those who are good. When someone despises you because you're a Christian, this is kind of interesting. Remember that Christ was hated first, and it's because of him that you are hated. Now I use the word incontinent in simply means lack of self control. Alright? I'm guilty of this from time to time. I'm impatient. You ever been in the slow lane? Or you, you think you're you're in Walmart and it's a real crowded day, you know, and all the all the checkout uh, lines are, are full and you find one that you know there's only one buggy in you and everybody else has three or four and you think, Man, I'm gonna get out of here. And all of a sudden there there's problems with a cashier or something doesn't have labels on it, price codes, and now all of a sudden what you thought you were gonna be in the fast lane, now, you know, the, the, the aisle over that had five buggies, all five buggies are out and started on the next group, and you're still in there. Boy, I tell you, I have lost some self-control in there. And we have youth unable to control their mouths. Uh, you know, I, I've witnessed this, you know, even in my church with my own eye, ears and eyes. Then there are those that divide uh, the Christianity. Uh, look what Oprah. I was talking about Oprah Winfrey and others like her. Uh, there, there was a pastor down in Texas has a big mega church, and basically he's preaching to his his congregation, you know, that Jesus is not the only way. Talk about divisive. All right, you know, as as a Christian, yes, and I've spoken my mind publicly. You know, that I, I declare that, you know, homosexuality is a sin. And I've been called a homophobe. Well, I'm not. It's not Christians throwing homosexuals from rooftops. It's trying to witness to them and, and bring them back into the faith. Uh, anyway. Crimes have exploded, uh, you know, uh, all over the United States, particularly Chicago. The city has tough gun laws, and yet it has an extremely high rate of gun violence. Why? Because it's not the guns that are doing the, the shooting, it's the idiot behind them. You know, I, I've always been, a, you call it if you want to use the word sportsman, I've always been involved in, in, in shooting. I got a, a BB gun when I was very young. I got a little 410 shotgun when I was very young. And I spent a big chunk of my my adult years, I, I like to go and, and compete in target shooting competitions. You know, I never won any, but I, you know, I scored well. Uh, a couple of years ago, I decided to, you know, to sell most of my firearms, okay, uh, but I haven't sold all. You know, I, I carry a gun, a handgun frequently everywhere I go in Pennsylvania or West Virginia why there's there's crazies out there, there's satanically influenced people. And and if you know if I'm attacked or uh, you know my wife or my you know people around me, I will defend myself. Yeah, I have an AR. In Fact I got two of them. And uh uh does that make me a criminal? No. Ted Kennedy's car has killed more people than any of my guns ever have. That's an old joke if you, have, if you don't know the story of former us uh, Center from Massachusetts uh, Ted Kennedy um, you know uh, the Bible tells us that men in the last days would be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God there's not much of that people won't use to replace God alright um, when Nike came out on the scene and they had the slogan just do it and that was their, their, their kind of trademark and that wasn't an accident it led the way for the self-entitlement. It's all about me, me, and me. You know, People have been told for so long they can do whatever they want as long as that they are happy. And when they don't win something, they want to get out, get what they want. They take to the social media to decry, to plot revenge, and even take to the streets, smashing windows and assaulting police officers. We were warned in the last days that men would have a form of godliness but would deny its power. When you become a Christian, the Holy Spirit begins to change in you. You will not desire to be part of this world, and you cannot truly confess Jesus and continue to live in unrepentant sin. Even Satan, the devil, believed in Jesus. All right? Now, what about you, my friend? Do you want to change? Do you, do you want a chance? If you're wrong about your beliefs that there are many ways to, to have it to God, you know, what if you're wrong? Eternity's of in quotes a long time. Jesus said he was the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. I believe that. Now, if you're concerned about your eternal future, and all of us should be, even those of us who are born again, we can always walk away. I don't care what Mr. Baptist believes. You can walk away from your salvation. All right? We all have that sin nature. We're not in heaven yet. But we're going to be soon because I believe Jesus is coming back. But my friend, what about you? It really is simple to become a you know, Christian. Confess that Jesus Christ you know, is Lord and believe that he is. Call upon his name you know, and you shall be saved. That gets you saved. But take the next step. Be born again. Salvation begins with a simple prayer. You know, there's no magic words or formula, so why don't you try something like, so simple like this. A simple prayer. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I'm sorry that I am a sinner. I have rebelled. I have not lived for you. And God, I declare to you that I am a sinner. But Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you forgive me of my sins. And I plead the blood that Jesus shed on the cross as, a, as an atonement for my sins. Father God, I ask you to send me the Holy Spirit who will lead me and guide me into all truth. I ask you to put good Christian men and women in my path every day. Help me to find a good Bible-believing church. And, Father God, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Now, my friend, if you happen to live in the Cumberland, Maryland area, I invite you to attend Tri-State Ministry Center. We're located just about 10 or 11 miles from downtown Cumberland, Maryland, just across the uh, Pennsylvania And um, uh, go through, um, head towards Mount Savage, make a right at the Sheets in Corriganville, go through the little town of Ellerslie. When you get to the end of the town where you'll be in Pennsylvania, put your blinker on, and every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, Tri State Ministry Center. Uh, Sunday night, it's at 5 is prayers, 6 for Sunday night's uh, service, Wednesday night, 7. And adult Sunday school, Sunday mornings, so not uh, John Glencoe, uh, find the concrete block building with the burgundy stripe around it. Well, uh, sounds like i got to get off the air. Until, until next week, I hope, give your life to Jesus Christ, because now it's time for you.